Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 46 God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear, though the earth should change, though the mountains shake in the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble with its tumult. There's a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of the city, it shall not be moved. God will help it when the morning dawns. The nations are in an uproar. The kingdoms totter. He utters his voice and the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Come, behold the works of the Lord. See what desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I am exalted among the nations. I am exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Genesis 12, chapter 1 through 9. Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you, and make your name great, so that, you will no, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and the one who curses you I will curse. In all the families of the earth, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram went, as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was seventy-five years old when he departed from Haran. Abram took his wife Sarai and his, brother, his brother's son Lot, and all the possessions that they had gathered, and the persons whom they had acquired in Haran. And they set forth to go to the land of Canaan. When they had come to the land of Canaan, Abram passed through the land to the place at Shechem, to the oak of Morah. At that time the Canaanites were in the land. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your offspring I will give this land. So he built there an altar to the Lord, who had appeared to him. From there he moved on to the hill country on the east of Bethel and pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and I in the east. And there he built an altar to the Lord and invoked the name of the Lord. And Abram journeyed on by stages toward the Negeb. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 17 through 24. However that may be, let each of you lead the life that the Lord has assigned to eat to which God called you. This is my rule in all the churches. Was anyone at the time of his call already circumcised? Let him not seek to remove the marks of circumcision. Was anyone at the time of his call uncircumcised? Let him not seek circumcision. Circumcision is nothing, and uncircumcision is nothing, but obeying the commandments of God is everything. Let each of you remain in the condition in which you are called. Were you a slave when called? Do not be concerned about it. Even if you can gain your freedom, make use of your present condition now more than ever. 
For whoever was called in the Lord as a slave is a freed person belonging to the Lord, just as whoever was free when called is a slave of Christ. You were bought with a price. Do not become slaves of human masters. In whatever condition you are called, brothers and sisters, there remain with God. Good morning and welcome to the third Monday after Epiphany. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Imesville, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 46, Genesis 12, and 1 Corinthians 7. Uh, the, there's this really kind of juicy tidbit in the Psalms, um, but I might save that for another day. Um, and then in Genesis uh, 12, we have the call of Abram, and finally in 1 Corinthians 7, um, I, I, it's really interesting. Um, I want to get to the feast day for today, which is uh, the feast of Juventinus and Maximinus. Um, and Juventinus and Maximinus are a pair of soldiers who served, um, supposedly who served under uh, Emperor Julian. And this is unique because there were it's very, very late um, in the game for um, for persecution. Um, the if they served under uh, Julian, they weren't um, killed until about the three sixties, and in three twelve was the uh, the battle at Milvian Bridge, and three thirteen with Constantine um, fighting under the Christian banner, and then in three thirteen is. Um, uh, oh my goodness, I'm drawing a blank. But basically, Constantine ends the persecution with the Edict of Milan. There we go. Um, and so Christianity was totally legal. But as all things, there's kind of waves. You know, things don't end all of a sudden. Um, and uh, assuming that Juventinus and Maximinus, uh, or Maximus, no, Maximinus, um, assuming that we just kind of take their their passion at its word, um, they weren't martyred until 363. They're one of the last, latest um, martyrs in that age of persecution. Um, and they were killed on uh, the 25th of January in 363. And we know that because Julian doesn't ascend the throne until, I think, 363, and just a couple of years later, Martin of Tours is um, is with Julian in Amiens, or I'm sorry, the Battle, Battle of Strasbourg, or the Battle of Worms, um, and he throws down his sword and he says, look, I'm not going to fight. And so they were very, very possibly in the same unit. Um, the, uh, there's a, there's a, a translated work or translated um, compilation of John Chrysostom's sermons. John Chrysostom is one of the early church theologians who really kind of did a really good job of explaining um, something called the cult of the saints, which is where you know people really venerate and, and build up and try and model their lives by one of the, the ancient saints. And, you know, the hospitality of St. Martin is is into the cult of St. Martin. Uh, we, you know, we're big fans and that's just kind of the thing. Um, 
cult gets a bad name, but it's essentially a, a microcosm, kind of a culture within a culture. But anyway, um, Jumentinus and Max, Maxima, Maximinus, um, they were um, at a banquet, banquet, and they just somebody overheard that not necessarily they were Christians, but they criticized Emperor Julian's laws against Christians. Julian is known as uh, Julian the Apostate because um, he's he's comes after Constantine. The you know the Christian religion is now pretty popular. It's favored for the most part. It hasn't quite grown to the you know the size that we think of with like the Holy Roman Empire or whatever. Um, but it's they're you know they're not doing anything wrong. But they criticized Julian's laws that he had tried to institute to keep Christianity in check because Julian is is a pagan and he's really not a big fan of the Christians. And so when someone hears them talking talking smack at uh, Julian, um, Julian um, has them arrested and um, they're, they're questioned and they are required or asked to retract not necessarily um, not necessarily the, their Christianity but take back what they said the the criticism of what they said about Julian's laws so it's like this it's really severe um, but they're not on on paper technically they aren't killed in hatred of the faith they're killed because they refuse basically to kind of make Julian feel better um, that I don't think that doesn't make them martyrs. I, it's just a really interesting kind of um, nuance. Um, and they refuse to retract, so they're stripped and beaten and then finally beheaded. And um, it may very well be that this tale, again, assuming it, assuming it happened, assuming the, the passion is generally historical, this would have, you know, this would have been talked about. And Martin of Tours may very well have been at that banquet because um, there's they suggest the the passion suggests that they were the imperial guard, which is what Martin was also in. Um, and I haven't encountered any scholars that doubt that Martin was in the Praetorian Guard. Um, whether or not Juventinus and Maximinus were, you know, or not is another question. But um, it's really interesting because it's so late; it's after Christianity has been legalized. And it's also like under the cover of, well, I don't like what you said about me, um, as opposed to you're Christians and you're criticizing my um, laws against Christians. Um, so Juventinus and Maximinus um, are a pair of soldier saints. There's some discussion um, that uh, Sergius and Bacchus which is uh, another pair of soldier saints, that maybe they were based on some version of the Passion of Juventinus and Maximinus. Um, but, you know, who knows? And I did want to speak just briefly about this, uh, about the readings for this morning. Um, and that is because the the reading from 1 Corinthians 7, um, essentially saying, look, wherever you were when you were saved, whenever, wherever you were when you became a Christian, stay there. And Paul makes this, you know, uh, 
kind of extreme leap to slavery. He says if you were born slave, don't don't really think that much about it because you're a freed person in Christ, just like a free person is a slave to Christ. Um, and I bring this up because um, there's some, you know, if you're thinking about what it means to be a Christian soldier, a lot of uh, influential Christians who tend um, kind of progressive pacifist, uh, they believe, like Tertullian and Origen before them, that if, if you become a Christian, you have to leave your your ways behind. And that's not what Paul says. Uh, Paul says, look, um, make the best of what you've got. Um, you know, uh, don't uh, don't become slaves of human masters, um, but don't worry so much about it. Don't be concerned about it. Make use of your present condition now more than ever. Um, and so if you find yourself, and I, I had some sense of this when I was in, but it, for some reason I'm really surprised. I don't remember and I haven't found as I go over my journals. I haven't found anywhere where I, I think of First Corinthians seven, where Paul says, "Don't worry about you know what you're doing right now. Make the best of it." Um, I had that sense of like, look, the military is not everything that everybody wants to make it out to be. It's just a thing, you know. As an institution, um, it is what people make it. Um, and Paul here is saying something kind of similar, like. You know, make the best of what you've got. Don't be concerned about trying to improve or, you know, escape or something. Um, but uh, make make use of it. Um, and he kind of front loads this with: doesn't matter if you're circumcised, uncircumcised. You know, it's don't worry about all that. That's not what's important. Um, and so, Juventinus and Max Maximinus. Um, very likely, as with Martin, they were probably born after the Edict of Milan, where Christianity is totally legal. And so they would have had no sense of like, oh, well, I guess we're Christian, we got to leave the military now. Um, that's not the case for them. Uh, for them, they try and make the best of what they've got. Um, and even before then, um, there's a lot of people like Tertullian and Origen um, who are really vehemently against the military and would you know, I think if given the chance, would deny the Eucharist, deny communion to uh, Christians who are still in the military or who entered the military um, because there's this misconception that the military is the problem. Um, and that's not the case. Uh, it's just another thing. Um, may not be slavery, um, but Paul in First Corinthians 7 encourages all of us to make the best of of whatever lot we've been given, wherever we find ourselves when we come to Christ. Um, don't be too concerned about the institution or the, the all those things. Try to be the best person you can be right there where you are. A prayer of self-dedication from the Book of Common Prayer. Almighty and eternal God, so draw our hearts to you so guide our minds, so fill our imaginations, so control our wills, that we may be wholly yours, utterly dedicated to you. And then use us, we pray you, as you will, and always to your glory and the welfare of your people, through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen.
Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with Pew Pew HQ in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.